only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit we have everyone that is glued to the screens watching and, and uh, listening to the uh, Pope visit. And uh, my only thought to that is it makes you wonder why all these years that it, this is the first Pope to address Congress. And uh, I certainly recognize some sort of relationship between Obama and the Pope. Uh, immigration is a big part of that, I believe. And uh, But when you have an administration that is so, you know, liberal and, and so forth, uh, it's just interesting to see how they embrace the Pope, but yet Obama snubs Israel. And, uh, you know, it's just my observation. Does it mean anything? Probably not. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those little pieces of the puzzles that should make you think and uh, make you do a little more research and to read a little bit more. But let's get started right away to something that I do know about, the markets. Gold prices today popped to a four-week high. We had a peak of 11.56 uh, today. Uh, there was strong short covering. There was some bargain hunting and uh, some uh, safe haven demand. And, of course, we had pressure on the stock market, the U.S. stock market today. Uh, they also, in the gold market, it also triggered some uh, stop orders. And um, when gold had pushed above some uh, chart-resistant levels. And um, so the next upside objective for gold is 11.69. And today we are currently on the New York spot price at 11.54.40, up 23.10. Uh, you have silver up 37 cents at $15.26. Both platinum and palladium followed along. Platinum was up 22 at 958, with palladium up 7 at 660. The uh, USDX today pressure down 24, nothing big, 95.95. Crude oil up 61, nothing big there at 45.09. We did have triple digit losses, uh, but the markets did come back. And let me see what we have this on the markets. You have the Dow down. Come on, screen. Show me the markets. It's not show me the money. Show me the paper markets. Show me those paper markets. We have the Dow down 77 points at 16.201. The NASDAQ was down 18 at 47.34. The S&P was down 6 at 19.32. 10-year yield, 212, down 0.02. Uh, Euro, nothing big, 112, up 0.29. European markets pressure once again. Germany was down about 2%. London was down about one and, one and a quarter. Japan, almost down 3%. Um, so pressures on those. And it's interesting, if you watch the three-month performance uh, uh, on the sector performance, uh, I mean, they haven't been up. Most of them are all negative. They've been negative for a long time. Uh, very rarely will you see something in the retail area or consumer uh, non-durables uh, in the positive territory. Everything else, energy, electronics, finance, they're all down big percentages on a regular basis. But, uh, you know, so again, it doesn't show that the real fundamentals for the markets, it's, there isn't any, it isn't anything but a lot of, um, 
Oh, a lot of praying, a lot of fake money, and uh, um, a lot of illusions going on, a lot of uh, magic to keep these markets showing the numbers that they are showing. So uh, Janet Yellen, after the market closes today, of course, uh, she's uh, scheduled to deliver a lecture. Um, and it, it's interesting, um, everybody's, you know, of course, you know, listening to her. She speaks in Massachusetts. Uh, everybody is hanging on to every little word she says uh, to see if there's some sort of a guidance to see what she thinks about the economy, if it's robust enough to withstand higher rates, uh, you know, in the next couple of months. And uh, so there's... Uh, but you know what? If she couldn't do it this time, she's not going to do it in December because, you know, the, these markets are going to continue to get worse. And I got some reports today on Caterpillar, on Boeing. Caterpillar tumbled 6.2% today, a five-year low, and it's reducing its sales forecast, and it's looking to cut as many as 5,000 jobs. I saw another report for 10,000 jobs. We have a little more details on that later. Boeing today, they declined 1.6%, but yet they made a huge deal with China. And chi- and China's main finance guy is over here meeting with all these business people up in Seattle and so forth, promising, promising them untold amounts of money coming from China. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's go on with Janet Yellen. And uh, the Chicago Board Options Exchange Volatility Index, VIX for short, um, it's been closing above 20 for 23 straight sessions. And, uh, of course, that uh, just shows a lot of volatility. There was another report today. It shows that durable goods fell 2% in August. And uh, most of the, a lot of those declines were in defense and aircraft. Uh, orders for business equipment stalled following gains from the prior two months. Too much to carry into the White House. Well, the previous and current occupant of the White House, according to a lot of people, wasn't even born in this country. 
Well, we get that. Well, that's baggage. Well. All right. If you can get in when you're born in a foreign country, I get country, that. I guess you can get in with doing anything else. She can go out and hold a, a satanic sacrifice on the White House lawn, and she might still get in. Possibly, but my whole point was we were talking about this election, not the one that's currently in there, and uh, certainly uh, um, never thought. No, no. We would never have thought we could get a Kenyan in the White House either. But silly me. Um, There was a the Empire State Index, which is the let me bring it up here. Uh, reading of New York area manufacturing, they fell in brutally in August, one that could make the likelihood, of course, of the interest rate hike probably even more remote. The Empire State General Business Conditions Index nosedived to a reading of negative 14.9 from a positive 3.9 in July. That's so even 17, 18 points yeah. in a month. Marking the worst level since April 2009, and uh, on a scale where any positive number indicates improving conditions was far worse than the positive 4.5 forecast in a poll that people that the economists were expecting. But it wasn't just weakness at the headline. The new orders component that also sank to a negative 15.7 from a negative 3.5, and the shipments index sank to a negative 13.8 from a positive 17.9. So, I mean, those are some pretty big dives. and uh, They are consistent is one yes. of the other points. Yes. I saw the same report, and I think there was one item that went up, um, but out of uh, five or six that they mentioned. That was unfilled orders, delivery time inventories, and average employee. They were also negative. The index for prices received just barely stayed positive. No. Point is, again, we're seeing evidence that the the economy is in a state of decline. We're seeing evidence that maybe we're heading into another recession. We're seeing evidence that maybe we're already slipping into another depression. You know, I've said it a number of times on the program, but it's one of the most amazing things I ever saw. I read a book back years ago on the Great Depression. And it was their contention that there was not general agreement that we even were in a Great Depression until about 1933. We look back and say, oh, it started in 1929. In fact, they didn't think we were in a Depression. Some people did. They picked up on it. They understood. Most people didn't think we were in a Depression. They didn't generally agree, oh, there's a Depression going on here, until four years after what we now regard as the onset. Point being, we could be in the same situation. We could be in a depression right now. In retrospect, historians can look back and they can point to 2007, 2008, um, maybe. Maybe they point to something else. I don't know. But it's hard to really know where you are. And it's easy to be deceived, and it's easy to deceive yourself. Where are we right now? You know, in terms of where are we in the economy and what should we do to protect ourselves? It's time to invest, time to save. What is it that we should be doing? In order to answer those questions, you have to have a pretty good idea of where you are right now. What is the economy really like? In that report, it showed that the future business activity climbed seven points, 
But we'll have to see how this uh, this report fares out with the Philadelphia Fed report. Uh, this is the first wave of the regional manufacturing reports, and uh, uh, sometimes economists will pay a little bit closer attention to the federal Fed report. But um, so we'll have to look forward to that on Thursday. We are having technical problems with the connection to financial survival. This is a replay from the 17th. Find out it might even be true. Well, you know what? You know she can't raise those rates, so I would expect all these reports to come out not to be on the very good side, which will give her an excuse not to increase those rates. There was another uh, article out today. I think it was from the... um, Oh, the Telegraph about the doomsday clock for global markets. And uh, we got a minute, one minute to midnight as central banks are losing their control and with China um, devaluing their currency and um, an indication that the – dang, I didn't mean to play that music. It just pops on all by itself. Well, you're the only one who hears it, so it's it's one of those things. Yeah. We didn't hear the music and it makes us wonder, (laughs) Melody. We're sitting here. Didn't didn't mean to play what music? I forget. forget. You know, folks, the headsets that you use and that we use for for broadcasting, when these videos pop up on various pages that you're looking at on the internet, they just automatically play and you hear that. And it is so distracting, and uh, I just forgot for a moment, and I thought that was going out over the air. So I haven't lost it. You're not hearing musicians. Some people hear voices, and in this case, you're not hearing you're not you're not hearing imaginary musicians. You're, this is real music we're we're talking about. Music is preferable to voices. Well, it's a little, I don't know, you know, if you hear voices, you have to sit there and listen to them, and you may even respond. If you hear musicians, maybe you can dance. You know, just kind of yeah. start dancing and nobody paying any attention. Um, they're wondering what music you're dancing to, which is the same, you're dancing. But this report came out about the doomsday clock, and, uh, um, you know, with a minute to midnight, uh, are we running out of time from China to Brazil? You have the central banks. Uh, this article and it takes have really lost control, and as the world the economies are coming to a halt, and um, so looking to the stock markets uh, collapse under the weight of these all these uh, expectations and record valuations around the world in Europe and and all these stock markets, and of course they talk about the China slowdown. Uh, you talked about the commodities, uh, how they've been uh, uh, recently hammered. Um, and there's various it's broken down into various sectors and uh, perhaps we've seen China as the uh, currency revaluation perhaps that was the first domino to fall and um, we know that these uh, central banks you know what else can they do I mean they have thrown trillions of dollars on these economies Um, they are out of any silver bullets that they had and um, so certainly uh, this brings us to the minute prior to midnight for a very unsuspecting decline in world markets and economies. And then I didn't even forget, I forgot to add the shock of interest rate increases, uh, if one is to come. And of course, um, 
this bull market, the U.K. stock market, is in its 77th month of a bull market. And, of course, that's after they're putting trillions of dollars into the the market. How many trillions of dollars do we put into our markets? And um, so certainly all markets are really overvalued. Yeah, that's true. What's You know, there are people that think there's going to be big trouble in September or October of this year. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But if there were going to be a real serious problem that would adversely affect our economy in a way where someone, some people think there'll be some sort of a global monetary reset. I find that hard. I, I, I won't say it's not going to happen because I certainly don't know. But that would be a tough sell. You couldn't convince people to give up their green paper dollars and accept some new pink ones unless something extraordinary had happened. They can't just move from green ones to pink ones or green ones to blue ones or whatever. There's got to be something that happens to justify. And whatever that is, you know, what crossed my mind earlier yesterday, actually, what do you think is one of the biggest secrets that our government would like to conceal from the American people? And I think it would be how much gold is left in the U.S. Treasury and in the Federal Reserve vaults. And I wonder, and it crosses my mind, if I was going to have an emergency, if I was going to stage something, I think part of my emergency would be to conceal whatever's going on in those vaults. And that means some buildings have to come to the ground in a big pile of rubble where you can't get down to the gold anytime soon. Pure speculation, probably not true, but it crossed my mind, so we'll watch and see. Let's take a break for some commercial announcements. I'm Alfred Adisk, here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. If you stay tuned, we'll be right back. count high, half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the prostate kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate glands. Call Apothecary Herbs for the prostate kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the prostate kit and empower yourself. Toll-free 866-229-3663 or international callers 704-875-8010. That's toll-free 866-229-3663 or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. 
to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. And as promised, we have returned after the commercial interruption. The program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? We're running a little special today. We're going to have a tube of Silver Eagles. And again, <clears throat> I got a lot of calls today telling me that the Mint is no longer making Silver Eagles. That's not true. Um, there's been no word out that they've are. Uh, you know, being stingy on their allotments and so forth. I mean, that's a a month a month old story, uh, but yet people are still hearing this being circulated on various programs and so forth. So we're going to have a little package today: uh, one ounce silver eagles, twenty of those, and a one tenth of an ounce American gold eagle, five hundred and twenty-five dollars. It includes all your shipping costs. And I've also recently been, I guess the Graham bars are making its way back on a lot of programs and advertising and so forth. And again, folks, it's a novelty. Uh, it's a gimmick. I I just don't understand. I don't know what the current price is that folks are selling these coins for, but they shouldn't be selling them. Not selling coins. They're selling I mean, grams. selling the Graham bars. I don't know what they're selling them for, but it shouldn't be over $45. And, in fact, you're going to pay more for that. If you were going to buy them, you'd be paying more than that as a retailer if you were buying them from a wholesaler. And then you'd put your markup on top of it. So if I'm, you're selling it, and point being is that a gram is worth right now maybe $40 worth of gold. I mean, we... And they're probably being sold for close to 60 which means you're paying a 50% premium. That's dumb. I did a rough comparison on what it would take three grams to equal approximately the same amount of gold in a one-tenth ounce American gold eagle. You'd be paying about $180 versus 
127. Hmm. And folks, that gold in that gram won't buy you any more than what a silver coin would. A gentleman said to me, well, I can buy some needs with it. What kind of needs are you going to buy with the gram amount of gold you use your silver? You can get more silver for your money. That's what it's all about, people. I don't understand. I just don't get it, Al. How? Well, people are interested, but they are uninformed, ignorant, and exploitable. That's where it comes down to. You know, you talk about buying these little grams of gold. All right. All right. You got yourself a little gram of gold. I know you can buy them in, I don't know, a dozen or 20 of them in a little block at a time if that's what you want to do. And you can allegedly bend one or two off at a time to pay for whatever it is you want to pay for. But how is, what makes you think, in a worst-case scenario, that anybody's going to look at that little block, little, black, little piece of metal, and agree that it's gold? I mean, part of what will happen in the event that you go to a worst-case scenario, you're going to try to sell your gold or your silver and use it to buy some groceries. All right? Well, how many people are going to take a little chunk of metal and say, oh, yeah, that's gold, I can tell? They don't know whether it's gold or it's brass. And they don't know how to distinguish between the two of them. On the other hand, if you spent the same amount of money on silver eagles or silver or morgans or, or whatever, You'd have a coin. People could look at it and they'd believe, yeah, okay, I get, I guess that's that's you know. I mean, there will perhaps always be a certain amount of I don't know if I can trust this or not. But the skepticism is going to be much higher with these little grams, right? How do I know it's really gold? How do I look at a silver eagle? I can have a lot of confidence that really is a silver eagle, and therefore I'm more likely to accept those payment for groceries. Well, the equivalent of $180, you could have 10 silver eagles. So put 10 silver eagles in one hand and one of those little dinky grams in the other hand, and what do you think uh, most people would three prefer? Grams. Three grams. Three grams. Yes. Yeah. What, what, do you pref- what do you think most people would prefer? I understand. And the same way with a one-tenth ounce American gold eagle. What do you think most people would choose? Ninety-nine percent of the time. So, don't get all, it, it, it. I know there's some folks out there that have a hard time, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, saving up for for gold and so forth. You having a hard time saving up for gold? You know what? You really should be buying silver. And it does bother me that these folks who have a difficult time saving up are spending and and. I shouldn't say this on the radio. Catch, stop me out before I go. <laughs> Everybody, cover right. your ears. Melody's going to say something she shouldn't say. <laughs> Everybody, get your ears covered. Okay, go ahead, Melody. Can I go now? Let it out. <laughs> it's not right that these things are being promoted for non-confiscation. Uh, you know, for the people who don't have the money that can't buy. It's all wrong. It's just wrong it's a hustle it's a con and people that are saying oh we're doing these little grams because it's good for the little guy it isn't bunk it's just a hustle you're overpaying by roughly 50 percent compared to what the price of the gold is and i understand it's not a collectible i can understand it if you have genuine collectible that's a rarity you got a little bitty chunk of metal that might be brass might be gold might be who knows what 
And I understand lots of times people do these things to support the program they're listening to. I get that. I mean, I couldn't be doing this without the support of our listeners who's, who, who purchased their gold and silver for discount uh, gold and silver. I wouldn't be able to support other programs either. So it is important. But we give something back at a reasonable price. You know, don't, if you want to support those programs, send them 20 bucks. Okay? But, you know, anyway, 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. 525 bucks will get you 21-ounce silver eagles, and it will give you a one-tenth ounce American gold eagle. Includes all your shipping costs, $525. And I know a lot of listeners have signed You're going to get 20 silver eagles, right? Is that what I said? I don't know. I, I almost thought you said attention? gold eagles. I almost thought you said gold eagles, and I wanted to make sure whether I heard right or wrong. I am very excited. <laughs> 20. Yeah. One ounce. Silver eagles. Uh-huh. One. One-tenth ounce American gold eagle. It includes your shipping costs. And I also want to remind the listeners that uh, the newsletter, if you signed up for the newsletter at the website, uh, it's running late today. So it might be out late this evening, perhaps. Technical difficulties. Yes, we've been having a little bit of that late. Mm -hmm. So what's next, Al? I don't know. I got an article here from Newsmax.com. The headline is Mark Faber, Recession to Hit the United States. Gloom, boom, and doom. Report publisher Mark Faber warns that the United States is on a collision course with a recession. I'm looking at this and I'm saying, is that all? (laughs) I mean, if we can get out of this with nothing more than a recession, hey, that's good, all right? But I don't think it's going to be quite that easy. He goes on and he says there won't be any safe place to hide as an economic downturn sweeps the globe. He expects a worldwide recession maybe a worldwide depression. He's not saying that, but worldwide. He, this isn't going to be confined to the United States. He says, I think there's a, de- a, de- a, de- a deceleration of, of economic activity everywhere. The U.S. has done relatively well, but also in the U.S. there are now cracks that are appearing, industrial production, new orders for durable goods. If you look at the trade balance of the U.S., imports are up and exports are basically down. Why are the exports down? Because the dollar has been rising in purchasing power on the U.S. dollar index, a measure of its value in relationship to foreign currencies, and that's the principal reason why our exports are down. Now, Faber has some interesting points. I mean, that's none of that's news exactly, but it's just interesting that you get it from a source who may know what he's talking about. And he says, hey, you're headed for a recession. Well, I'm saying, hey, if that's all we get, hooray. You know, I think it's going to be more than a recession. But he goes on and talks about China, and he makes a couple of interest points that are at least interesting to me. Says uh, he, Faber said the Chinese economy isn't as strong as the official Beijing government reports have indicated. A slowdown in China could pull the entire world into a recession. Meanwhile, oil prices have declined to six-year low, hinting that the global economy may be near collapse. All right? Now, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that it's true that the low prices for oil really hint at a global economic collapse. But I don't. But I know the price of oil is down. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if the globe was headed for a lot of trouble. And then he goes on here, goes, says, when the weakness in China becomes so evident, it also affects all of its trading partners. And China is the largest trading partner of 124 different countries in the world. I have no doubt that there was a time when the United States was the largest trading partner from a, for 124 or even 200, maybe 300. I don't know how many countries there are. I think there are roughly 300 in the world, but I'm not sure. But there was a time when we were the largest trading partner with the majority of the countries in the world, or so I suspect, and now it's China. That's not a good sign for us. And it's evidence of mismanagement, malfeasance, and perhaps even malignant intent on the part of the people running our government. Um, Faber continues, he says, but the new point of view is that China's economic growth is nowhere near 7%, which is what many have claimed, and is more likely closer to 2% if any growth is there at all. He's saying, look, China, China may be the one that kind of pulls the whole, whole world into a global recession and or depression. For whatever reason, China's economy is not functioning as people had hoped, expected, and there was a time where if the United States, you know, caught a cold, the rest of the world caught the flu. Um, now it appears that if China catches the cold, the rest of the world may catch the flu. So we'll watch and see what happens. But it's interesting to me. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed. I didn't, the, China, it's not just that they're trading with 144 different countries. They're probably trading with virtually every country on Earth, but they're the largest trading partner for 124 different countries in the world. I don't know. That's uh, Well, you know, before 2008, 9, 10, we often talked about, you know, once the U.S. slowed down, it would affect China significantly. And with the hopes, everyone thought that the, the, the growth would come within China. But when you look at all those trading partners, and what I think really hurt, I'm not sure which came first. I think that the drop price in oil is significantly killing a lot of these countries that they do trade with. And uh, I mean, these countries are in severe uh, difficulty because the oil prices that they've come to rely on uh, are killing these countries. So, why are they killing the country? Do you understand why? Yes, I do. Well, I'll probably you, not the same as you, but yes, I do. <laughs> well, so, what I understand is that eighty percent of the cost of drilling an oil well, of of extracting oil from the ground, is incurred when the well is drilled. Right. Mm-hmm. And once the well is drilled, you can just pump oil out of it. It's almost free. But 80% of the cost of the oil you're going to pull out of the ground out of that particular oil, out of that particular well, is, you, is encountered before you ever get your first drop of oil. Now, how do they deal with that? They deal with it by borrowing money to drill the well, which means these countries have gone into great well, not these countries. These oil producers have gone into great debt 
in order to punch these holes down into the ground and start pulling out oil, and they'll use the oil to repay the debt. But when they made the plans, they well, we'll drill this oil. This we're going to punch this hole down in the ground, and we're going to spend however much money on it, and we're going to make X number, number amount of money because oil will be selling for seventy bucks a barrel. You're right. If it's not selling for seventy bucks a barrel and it's selling for say forty bucks a barrel, guess what? They don't have enough money to pay off the debt that they that they signed up for that they that they they assumed when they drilled that oil that hole in the ground in the first place. It's the debt that's killing them. That's where they're vulnerable because they calculated we're going to have oil at a certain price and therefore we can make X number of dollars and it'll be easy to pay off the you know, the more we borrowed. These guys are all in debt. Yes. And, and with lower prices, they can't pay the debt, and there's the vulnerability. So did the slowdown in China begin with the drop in oil prices? I mean, I agree. I don't think China was ever near 7%. Uh, but, you know, so where is the slowdown, you know? Well, the slowdown is everybody else's. Everybody else. Goods. I mean, the U.S. China's is not. prices have gone up. Their labor is. They, they can replace their labor with robots, for God's sake. I mean, I can understand if replacing American labor with robots. China can replace its labor with robots, which means, oh my God, if robots can change, can replace Chinese laborers, they can replace everybody. Now, who's left to buy? Who's earning a wage? Who is left? Who's got any money left to go buy some crude oil or, excuse me, some gasoline and take a vacation and drive to Disney World? And the answer is fewer and fewer. And as they do, the whole economy tends to decelerate, term that, that Mark Faber was using. The whole thing is decelerating. Right? Well, my, but my point was that we know that the drop in oil had a significant impact. And supposedly the drop in the oil prices was to hurt Russia. So now we're hitting China. We're hitting all these other smaller countries that are oil-producing countries. So what happens if they begin to rise, raise, raise uh, oil prices again? I mean, I I think what they're doing, actually, personally, what I think they were doing is I think they were trying to continue uh, this, you know, some sort of, and I think it got out of control. I do believe they are out of control. Things out of control. Whole thing is out of control. It is out of control. And I think these are signs, and I think these are signs that show us that they're, that confirms that they're out of control. And that being the case, if no one's in control, it means everyone has because now you're in a situation where, you know, every man for himself. All right. You're not going to be able to rely on institutions to protect you. Some will be able to do it. Not everything is going to disappear and collapse. But again, it's one of the reasons why you try to protect yourself. You get the food, the water, the guns, the ammo, the gold, the silver, and You know, prepare. You may be camping out for a while. Let's take a break for some commercial announcements. Melody and I will be right back. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. 
Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.